Welcome to All Things Erie from Erie PA. This is Kathy. I'm your host, and this is episode 18, believe it or not. Wow, I can't believe we've I've been doing this this long. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of work. And this episode is about newlyweds that the bride decided that she was after a little bit of money and it's also has some moral to the story but first just as always a little bit of housekeeping as always if you are enjoying this which again i am so thankful for those that are listening to the podcast we have some listeners from the uk that have joined us please thank you again uh we have picked up someone from arkansas again if you are enjoying this please send a message of you know whether you like it dislike it if there is a story out there that you would like to hear just send me the name of the the case or whatever and i would be more than happy to do the case and to give you a shout out on the podcast that would not be a problem with that being said if you are passing the information along we are on spotify we are on itunes facebook twitter podbean.com if there is if you have any questions like i said you can go to most of those and leave questions comments if you're on iTunes, please leave some feedback by the stars. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it and letting us know how I'm doing. So on back to this particular story, like I said, there's a moral to it. The moral being, if you are planning a murder, do your homework. That's all I have to say. Do your homework. Do, do the basics on it. And you'll understand why as we jump into it. The person that we're going to talk about is Yoloma Curry Walker. She was in a long-term relationship with William Walker, who was a lieutenant in the Cleveland Fire Department. And Yoloma had told William that at one point she had stage four breast cancer and that she would not be able to afford the treatments because for whatever reason, her insurance, whatever. So because they had been dating so long, and the friends also say because he was such a nice man that Walker had asked Yoloma to marry him so she would be able to use his health insurance benefits. So they had a private ceremony at the courthouse. They had then purchased a home in Madison Township, which is out in the suburbs, because at that point they were living in the city and they wanted to get out of out of the city of Cleveland. So they purchased a home. This was within four months of their marriage. They were in the process of moving into their new home. What Walker didn't know was that Curry Walker had run up thousands of dollars in credit card debt and loans, and some of which were in his name and Curry Walker was sinking into financial ruin. 
she she had gone on this massive spending spree but what curry walker didn't know was that she should have done her homework before putting her little plan into action which was completely doomed from the beginning curry walker thought she was being sneaky and smart but in reality she had no control over this situation whatsoever According to court records, Curry Walker not only used her daughter as an accomplice, she hired her daughter's boyfriend, Chad Paget, offering him $10,000 to kill Walker for her. However, to get the plan in motion, Curry Walker wrote Paget a check for $1,000 out of Walker's checking account. How ballsy is that? She is going to she's making a plan to kill this man but she's writing a check out of his checking account using his money to pay someone to kill him she's got balls i'm just gonna say it up front she's got balls that is massive balls and this man worked four jobs to put his kids to give them a great life everything that i've read about this man was that he was very active in his community he again he was a fired he worked at the fire department he was a lieutenant so he was always gone and he worked several different jobs like i said four of them just so his kids could have what they wanted so he had to have put the finances in her hands and said okay this is what we're going to do obviously he was not catching this because if i took my partner's checkbook and wrote a thousand dollar check sure as shit, he's going to catch that him and i have separate finances i know not everybody's like that but if i would take a check out of his checkbook he's gonna know about that so this man must have had a lot of trust in her for him to put that kind of, for her to be able to use that kind of money. So Paget took the money and he went to his cousin, Christopher Hine, to help him. With that money, he also went and bought a gun and he bought it off of his cousin, Christopher Hine. Now with the gun, they needed an opportunity. There was a first attempt on Walker's life, which was in the fall of October, 2013 which was also arranged by Walker Curry. The attempt failed because Paget was the trigger man on this one, but the plans ended up falling through. And again, this was, this was according to um, court records. The next attempt was also set up by Walker or Curry Walker. And this was on November 3rd, 2013. Paget still had the money, but he had to he had to look for someone else to be the, to pull the trigger. Paget and Hine both contacted a man named Ryan Doherty on November 3rd, 2013. Asked him if he wanted to, quote unquote, make some money. Doherty said, yeah. And Paget and another person, they came back, picked up Doherty, and they drove to the Walker house. Now this was part of Curry Walker's plan. Curry Walker then called her daughter, Jacqueline, telling her that it was time to come home, which was the signal that Walker had left the house. He went to McDonald's and when he came back, Walker was pulling in the driveway. And when he got out of his car, Doherty, who at that point was hiding behind a trash can, Doherty walked up to Walker and shot him as Walker approached the side door of the house. Now Curry came out, Curry Walker came out, called 911. Now I listened to part of the 911 call and in, on some sites you, sh you were supposed to still be able to hear it, but 
it was it wasn't the link was not there i had I listened to it on one of the um shows for snapped which they break it down and you only get to hear bits and pieces of it but the operator could barely make out what curry walker was saying she's screaming into the phone which okay i can understand she she found her husband shot but i mean it's that over the top screaming and i kid you not it goes from hysterics to instant calm just like i'm talking right now instant calm just like nothing had happened to her like she's not even taking care of her husband but at the same point in time she could not answer any questions like she could not the the 911 operator asked her where was your husband shot and her answer was in the driveway so if it wasn't clicking with her about what part of his body was he shot it didn't say she never said in any of the in any of the the court documents or any of the articles that i read it she just kept saying please 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 over and over and over again now nobody knows how to, how they're going to react in certain situations i just i know how i react in certain things i've had to go through a lot of training over the years because of having i take care of other people i had to take I didn't have to. I chose to be in a field where I took care of people's children. So you never knew when something was going to happen and how you were going to react. Now, now I know how I react in certain situations, but if you take yourself away from being where you're supposed to be on high alert all the time and then come back into it, you don't react the same way. And uh, I will tell a story about this. I came back to working into childcare after being away for two years. My first, one of my first weeks back, the one day care I was at, they had a tire swing. And it's, and it's not a regular tire swing. It's not, it's not a rubber tire swing. It was a tire swing made out of hard plastic. And there were three spots for kids to sit on and then it had the uh, rubber coated chain link on it. And sometimes when kids were out there by themselves at, at towards the end of the day, cause I would, when I first came back, I closed, kids would stand there and they'd spin it and they'd push it without anybody on it. And as you can understand, they'd get it pretty high and it would come up towards their face. And this one little boy, no sooner were the words, don't do that, you're going to hit yourself in the face, got out of my mouth, did the tire swing come back and smack him full force in the face. Now, as a daycare provider, you're supposed to have your first aid kits, you're supposed to carry gloves on you, you're supposed to be ready for that. Because I had been gone for two years, the first thing I thought about was putting something underneath his nose to catch all the blood that was gushing out of his face. The first thing I had to put underneath his nose was my clipboard. The clipboard isn't going to do anything. That's all I could think about was putting something underneath his nose to, to make so to catch all the blood that was spilling forth from his nose not grabbing a bunch of tissues to get his head in an area to pinch the bridge of the nose to make it stop but it was just automatic reaction of i gotta i gotta i gotta catch all that blood so it's not on the playground and as i'm doing this 
his father walks out the back door to come pick him up. So I'm just standing there with my head on the back of his, my hand on the back of his head and a clipboard underneath his nose, which by the way, at the end of the day, we were supposed to fax over to the state boards. So yeah. It was that kind of day. Needless to say, A, dad was not too upset because apparently the kid was a bleeder, and B, we we did not fax over that piece of paper. But if you're in a certain situation and you're put in that situation all the time, you are put on high alert. Afterwards, I remembered to carry my gloves in my back pocket, and I remembered, hey, yes, there is that first aid kit on that table. I, sh you know, I should have went for that first not the clipboard underneath the nose. So that being said, anyways, they were going for the 911 call. The operator is trying to get information out of her. She is not, she's not helpful whatsoever. The police come and they are looking around for any type of um, evidence or anything like that. They find four nine millimeter casings in the yard or in the driveway. So they bag all the evidence. They send off the casings to see if they can get any DNA, which they do find, and they try to get a match for it. It's not in the system. They interview Hurry Walker. She has no idea who could have shot her husband. They're newlyweds. You know, nothing could have happened. It comes down to a few months later, the investigation hits a wall. Coming back to Curry Walker, what do you think happened to her? Well, it comes to find out, because remember, she did this for the money. It comes to find out that William Walker had confessed to his daughter Melody that he was still in love with her mother, his ex-wife Rita Walker, who also happened to be the beneficiary of his $100,000 life insurance policy. So remember what I said about doing your homework? Yeah. Curry Walker didn't stick around for too long. She packed up her stuff and moved to North Carolina, but not before asking one of her, a family friend if they could store the family things in a storage unit. And she said that she would be back because it had been too much and that person was very kind enough and did that, which it cost them $800 and she never paid them back. And then to add insult to injury, Curry Walker took Walk William Walker's ashes and then left them in a car she had been driving, which they were either found or given to the police after the car had been repossessed. Imagine how his family felt knowing that she had his ashes. She took off and then they get a call from the police saying, hey, uh, we think we have his ashes. That she left him, just left him in a car. The police and that, like I said, they had hit a dead end within a few months of the investigation. It got put off to the side. Come December 2014, Crime Stoppers and the Cleveland Fire Department got together and offered a reward for information leading to it to an arrest of the Walker investigation. And Enrique Ramos came forward and told the police that his friend Isaiah Solomon had been approached by another friend, Chad Paget. Solomon had been ta talking about how both Paget and Hine initially attempted to recruit him to murder Walker, and Solomon had said no. Solomon had also said that Paget's girlfriend and Paget's girlfriend's mom were involved. Apparently, Solomon had been so disgusted by what he was hearing that he re that he had recorded it on his cell phone, which he then reached out to the Cleveland Police Department about what he had heard. The recording of Solomon saying that he was 
quote unquote, their first choice to quote unquote, carry out the hit was later played for the jury. I do believe earlier I said that Curry Walker had absolutely no control over this little thing whatsoever. She might as well have taken a front page ad out in the local newspaper. That's how fast this was getting around. I get, now, granted, none of this came out until they offered a cash reward, which money always tends to loosen people's tongues. But still, Paget went from person to person to person to person. If you are going to murder somebody, and I'm not saying I did, I'm not saying I'm planning to, or anything like that, the more people that know are the more people that you have to keep in control. It, it's like murder 101. And it's the more lies you have to tell. A, you don't do, use cell phones. B, you don't hire anybody. And C, you don't go and buy a murder kit the night of the murder. So with the exception of C, Curry Walker has made so, so many mistakes in here that it's ridiculous. And I'm not saying that or making a joke about Walker's murder, by no means, the man did not deserve to die. But this Curry Walker, in an, one of the articles I read, she had apparently made a, a comment about that she was so smart that people would not think that she would have hired a bunch of kids. This is the Scooby-Doo of murders. She is the Scooby-Doo version of a murder. There have been so many mistakes. You, you just sit here and you read it and you're like, what the heck? How did this even get done? How did how did they not get caught before this was even completed? You just want to you just want to sit there and go, "Okay, where are the kids and where's the doll? And where's the van?" Because this is where I see this going. Anyways, with that information, the investigators got a search warrant for Paget's phone records and soon discovered the communication between Paget, his girlfriend, Jacqueline Hines, and Ryan Doherty. Again, you don't use your own cell phones. You get burner phones. I mean, again, why people, why she used these guys, I have no idea. Because she she made the claim of, I know people to get this stuff done. They're not even going to think that I would use a bunch of kids. Scooby-Doo of murder. Now, this Ryan Doherty apparently lived in Walker's old neighborhood. And according to the investigators, Doherty was known around town as a burglar and trouble on wheels. And because of that, it gave them more information that they could use. With this, they went and got Curry Walker's cell phone and financial records subpoenaed and learned that all about her accumulated uh, debt prior to the murder. Because before that, they had no clues to what was going on. So they brought Curry Walker in. For another interview she claimed that her and william walker n never had any financial problems and she also told the investigators that she had not been to the doctor since walker's death she was cured so cuyahoga county assistant prosecuting attorney jennifer driscoll said curry walker was not receiving chemo or taking medication nor was there any evidence that she had breast cancer at all. So by monitoring Paget's phone call, police found out almost immediately after the murder because he had sent out a text reading, we have a body. Again, Scooby-Doo. I almost wanna go ruh -roh. Aggie. Detectives interrogated Paget and took a DNA sample, which turned out to be a match for the DNA that was found on the shell casings in Walker's yard. So in August of 
2015, Padgett was arrested for complicity to commit murder. So while in custody, he laid out the entire plot for murder. So not only, not only does he go around town talking to everybody, again, the deals, first, the first who talks, walks, he laid out everything about Curry Walker approaching Hines and himself to find someone to kill Walker, which she claimed he was physically abusing her. Now, if that was the case, wouldn't her daughter have known that he was physically abusing her? Because she, she had called her over, now the ruse was to call her over for dinner. At some point in time, you would think if somebody is abusing somebody, she's her daughter, she would have gone, been there at times when he would have slipped up. So her daughter would have known. It would not have been a secret. So her telling that to her daughter's boyfriend, to me, that should have been a big giveaway, at least for the daughter of, wait a minute, we need to rethink this here. Because like I said, the daughter herself had a small child. So bringing her daughter in who had someone else to think about at the time, that, I mean, that's just over the top there. I mean, 100,000 is not enough to kill somebody over, which I know people have been killed for less and stuff like that. But to go to knowing that your daughter's going to go to jail, possibly go to jail because you're asking her to do something like that. Hmm. Again, ruh -ruh shaggy. When Solomon declined to offer Paget, uh, de when Solomon declined the offer, Paget then went to another friend, Christopher Hine, who also turns out to be his cousin. Hine then went to Doherty. Doherty agreed to the murder to walk to murder Walker. Pa um, Doherty agreed to murder Walker. Paget got Doherty the gun. He just gave him the gun because he already had it, which. He would, Doherty was also promised $1,000, but he only got the $800 and the gun. Curry Walker told all those involved she would be able to collect on the insurance policy, but she never knew she wasn't on the policy, which again, always do your research because all that hard work and not, nothing to show for it. Curry Walker never received a dime because Rita Walker received the, the benefits from the insurance policy. And she kept every single dime of it because it went to his kids. Police then arrested Curry Walker, Paget, Hine, and Doherty. They were all charged with aggravated murder, murder, conspiracy, and two counts of felonious assault. Since Hines was a juvenile, under juvenile guidelines, she only received a month in, juvenile de in a juvenile detention center. And what it goes on to say in uh, the articles is that her daughter flipped and testified against everybody. And they gave her the deal because A, she's a juvenile, B, she has a daughter who was an infant at the time. And that's the only thing I can think of. And C, because she flipped. She was the first, uh, other than Paget, she was the next one that flipped. Hine, Paget, and Doherty all agreed as part of their deals with the prosecution to serve. Hine would be due, would be 18 years, Paget 28 years, and Doherty 28 years to life in prison. In 2017, Curry Walker was found guilty on all counts, sentenced to life in prison without possibility of parole, to run concurrent to 11 years in prison for conspiracy, to run consecutive to six years for accompanying firearms specifications. Like I said, 
this case is like reading the Scooby-Doo of all cases for murder. She had no control over what was going on. Once she brought in the daughter's boyfriend, it was a runaway of him going to friend after friend after friend after friend. And everybody was quiet until they opened up the reward because it's money and it's free money because they knew who was involved. Because he said, hey, would you like to make some money? This is who we're going to kill. And oh, by the way, my girlfriend's involved and so is her mom. The guy couldn't keep his mouth shut to save his life because as soon as the cops rolled on him, he flipped. He flipped like a pancake. She had no control. She thought she was being smart by, by involving these kids. These kids had no idea. I mean, no idea. And Paget, who was supposed to do the, the murder in the first place, couldn't even do it. That's why he brought in Doherty. And again, I'm not, I'm not making light of the murder. I'm making light of how she went about it because she didn't even look to see if she was even on the benefit, if she was a beneficiary. From the whole point of her getting, trying to reel him in and trying to use him for his money, she was going about it all the wrong way. She really was. This guy was a nice guy. This guy sounds like he would have given his shirt off his back to anybody, but she was greedy. She really was. She was a greedy person. Instead of doing things the right way by getting a job, and working for a living, and I get that's the way things, how people like this work. They don't wanna work for a living. They don't wanna do this. She just, she got greedy and she thought, well, I can get it, I can get this amount of money by doing this and lying about not having breast, about having breast cancer. I looked at this and, and as soon as I saw that once he was dead, that the ex-wife was still the beneficiary. I just had to do this episode because that is total karma coming back and biting you in the ass. And then reading about how the daughter was involved, the boyfriend was involved. Again, it's the Scooby-Doo of murders. I, I, I hope you guys really uh, understood the whole dynamics of this. Um, that is the story of Murray Walker and William Walker. Uh, just a reminder, if you guys liked it, please leave some comments. If you have any questions, go to the Facebook page. That's all things eerie from Erie PA. That's eerie with three e's we are on spotify we are on podbean.com we're on itunes if you go to itunes please please rate our star uh, use use the star rating i'd greatly appreciate that if you have any other questions you can also leave us a message on the facebook page again i hope you guys enjoyed this this was very enjoyable for me to do and this is kathy and i am signing off